it's hoodie time. It is hoodie time. Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I'm Father Michael. And I'm Molly. We're both in the... In the hoods. Wearing hoods up in the cool basement. It's cold. And it's a sleepy day. It is a sleepy day. It's morning. Which is <laughs> I know. Stunning. This is how you know that we record late too often. <laughs> Last night we were at our friend's house. After working all, all day. day. Very hard. Yeah. Um, and we were saying that we were going to record at 11 today. Uh-huh. And she was like, guys, that's so late. And we were like, no, like in the morning. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm just so used to hearing you say that you're going to record in the ungodly hours of the night. <laughs> that's usually only out of necessity. Yeah. But also <laughs> it becomes out of necessity because we've procrastinated. That is true. <laughs> in, <laughs> that, to, that's to, perfect for the theme of to today, To call Molly. us out. <laughs> <laughs> um so what is the theme the theme of today? of today is tough love tough love man because it's tough and it's love yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what made you think of talking about this well i think i've been thinking about it a lot recently i think because it's something i've been encouraging the kids to do in their friendships because i you just, I think, especially with high schoolers, but also adults. So I don't want to. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. But like high schoolers are particularly petty. So it's pretty rare to see friends who are calling each other out, especially amongst girls, because you're afraid of like, like it, it could like literally end a friendship when you're in high school and when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my high schoolers, our high schoolers, we share them, was like telling me how she... Uh, you were there. You just, how she there. called out her friend, um, in a and I, I was very impressed because she was so. She was telling us what she said. She was so straightforward, but so loving, and I was just like, "Man, we need more of that in this world." Mm-hmm. And I was very impressed by her, her bravery and her love, um, for that friend of hers. So then I just been thinking about it a lot and how. It's just something the world shies away from. Like, we don't want to correct people, and we don't want to be corrected. Yeah. But that's necessary if we want to be the holiest people we can be. I think what makes it such a striking thing is that the normal thing would be like, I don't know, if you were doing something that annoyed me, like my, I don't know, the world says my reaction should be be mad at you, and then eventually it comes out in me just like yelling at you or something. Yeah, like hold it hold it interiorly and don't say anything, don't mm-hmm. say anything. Yeah. Yeah, that it's that you can't be loving and like not even harsh, but call someone out and that's just not true. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be really really loving to call someone out of a way that they're hurting you or they're hurting themselves or whatever. Mhm. And we need that humility in our lives. Like, we shy away from it because we don't want to be humbled, but we need to be humbled. It's hard to be corrected. Yeah, it's it feels awful. It's it's genuine, and maybe this is because I'm a prideful person, but it is one of the worst feelings when, like, someone calls you out, even if they do it kindly and, it, and like, calls you out of something you're doing and you know you're wrong, and it's just like, oh, like, yeah. no one likes that feeling. But, man, like... That humility is so important because it puts you in your place because, no, we don't know everything. No, not every decision I make is correct. And, yeah, I need the people who love me and know me 
to tell me what's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, it is the worst feeling in the world. Um, <laughs> absolutely. But it uh, it's how we grow. And I think, like, if we actually want to grow, like, to be able to welcome something like that, like, to be able to, to, to see in someone offering you tough love, the love that's there, mm -hmm. and not just that they're out to hurt your pride or that it's because they don't like you or whatever like whatever it is that um, actual humility is receiving that, giving it and receiving it mm -hmm. with, with real charity. Yeah. What is a time in your life that it has helped you, even if it's been hard? The One example, okay, two examples that are similar. One, when I was going through a difficult, complicated situation in priesthood, and I, I was think just I know the one. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was feeling bad for myself and sort of, I don't know, maybe enjoying feeling bad for myself and um, was talking to a friend about it. And he and I kind of wanted him to just buy in on what I was feeling, right. like, like feel bad for me. Everything is terrible. Like be um, just be on the same page as me. And he very much just like in his own way was like. Uh, not grow up, but like kind of like just like there's more to this. Like, don't just sit in feeling bad. Like, see the truth of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've had other experiences. I think particularly with my brother, Father Matthew, of even more like <laughs> this was something recently. He's like, yeah, just stand up for yourself. Um, and it was in, and it wasn't even in a real super serious situation, but just like people who care about me not wanting to be to go along in a path that's sort of like harmful or mm -hmm. self-destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, cuz it's it could be really easy to see it as just someone correcting you. Yeah. But we're like there's love in both of that situations like with the first friend you were mentioning. They didn't want you to be stuck in sadness. They mm -hmm. want you to be happy. Yeah. And with your brother, he didn't want you to get walked all over. Yeah. Um he he wanted you to yeah, stand up for yourself and, and, like, call whoever out so that you could be treated in the way you deserve to be treated. Yeah. And, and the there's way th love in both of those. Totally. The temptation is, like, how dare you critique how I'm dealing with this? Mm -hmm. And and so I know for me. And so to, uh, it's incredibly humbling to be like, no, like, they, somebody else can see something that I can't yep. in me that I am blind to. And that's mm -hmm. really helpful. Oh, yeah. Um with one situation, since I knew you were going to ask, because yeah. we talked about it before, uh -huh. <laughs> I'll take the floor. Um, <laughs> um, a while ago, like this bad, and this is like really embarrassing that I ever do this all the time, but I think this is a common introvert problem. I don't know if you can relate to this. <laughs> yes. Knowing um, what you're going to say, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where I would cancel on people last minute. And, like, honestly, lie about why. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if I'm being really straightforward here, like, I'm not feeling, excuse me, I'm not feeling well. That was funny that that happened. When yeah, I said right. <laughs> I thought you were acting. Yeah, I'm not I'm feeling, not feeling well. well. Just like, oh, my stomach kind of hurts or, like, I'm really, really tired when I really just, like, don't feel like going and I want to be by myself. Mm -hmm. um, or even sometimes, like, luckily I don't do this anymore because this person called me out, but it would be like because something better would come yeah, up. Yeah. Oh. And I would just totally go along with that. And that's so rude. <laughs> but um, a friend noticed that that was a bad habit of mine 
and was just like, that's not a good thing to do. Like, you should really, like, fight yourself here and, like, stick to your commitments um, because that's an important quality in relationships that will benefit you in work. Because this was before, this was when I was in college, I think, when I was called out on this. Like, you need when you work you can't just like do that all the time like in adult in the adult world like that's not gonna fly and it's also like not loving to people Mm -hmm. i can still go to something even if i don't feel like it because that can be an opportunity to love someone yeah um and that has helped me form a habit now which is like i like to think 99.9 percent of the time i won't cancel unless it's like I am actually sick or I actually need to do something else, but I'm very aware of that. Mm-hmm. Whereas it, before it was not natural for me to be aware of it, but it it definitely like stunk yeah. to have that called out because it was something that I was comfortable doing. And like, yeah, there's definitely sometimes where I make a plan and then later on down the line, I'm like, oh, I just want to be my by myself. I don't want to go to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's another way to humble myself, to choose to love someone and to be faithful to my word. Um, and that's always a good practice. That's going to be that's going to make me more of the saint that I want to be deep down, even though sometimes on the surface, I don't feel like being, you know, so that was very good for me. I like that you were used the word comfortable, that we get comfortable with our behaviors and it's always easy to go with what's comfortable. It's always easy to just stay in that, they call it a comfort zone for Mm -hmm. a reason. (laughs) Um, To to stay in that place. And I don't know. I think it, it's really common not to challenge ourselves that Mm -hmm. once we're in, once we're comfortable with something, we're sort of in that pattern. We're much more likely to stay there unless something happens or someone from the outside says, well, you know, like this isn't good. Right. Um, And then, calls us to something else but yeah comfort is to me is like such an enemy uh and i like and i fall into it all the time at one of my maybe two years ago that was my goal for lent was to not be comfortable and i don't think i particularly succeeded but um well COVID happened during that lent was that that lent <laughs> i'm pretty sure i <laughs> okay, remember i remember us it. i remember us talking about it a lot and it happened like mid lent oh yeah so everybody got uncomfortable <laughs> what a special lent that was (laughs) it was something (laughs) but yeah like i don't know i know for me that i am so 99 percent likely to follow with what's comfortable in my life whether that's doing the things that i want to do or not doing the things that i'm really uncomfortable with and you know being someone who cares about me pushing me to go into that uh, area of being uncomfortable is that's a real gift yeah and we're not like we don't just get this idea out of nowhere like it's all over scripture yeah we talked about it a little bit before but there's a time i think it i, I have it open on my phone mm-hmm. so let me just open it i think it's in matthew let's see if i remembered correctly Matthew 23. Good job. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. The title of this section of the gospel is a warning against hypocrisy. <laughs> and literally over and over again, um, Jesus says to the Pharisees, Woe to you, you Pharisees, you hypocrites. Woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. Blind guides, all of these things. And then he proceeds to paragraph by paragraph 
just call them out on their crap. And mm-hmm. one of them that I think is really good is he says something like, and I'm not something like I'm going to find it because it's hmm. in front of my face. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. So he's basically like, you guys are caring about the way you look, and then on the inside, you are, you suck. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're not being holy, you're being selfish, you're being greedy, but you're making it look like you're fantastic on the outside. And he, he says it straightforward. Like, he's he's not like, hey, maybe you could do this instead. <laughs> maybe only if you feel like it. Um, he says it. He's, he calls them out for exactly what they're being, hypocrites, and tells them what they should do to, to become holier. It's really stunning to see some of those moments where Jesus speaks to people like that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know, we could be tempted to I was just reading an article today, and it said something like, it was talking about politics in churches, and it said we've entered a stage where anything less than cruelty is seen as weakness. Um, kind of about how we talk to each other, particularly how we talk about politics. But mm-hmm. I think we could be tempted to be like, yeah, we need to call those bad people out. But Jesus could do it with complete love, and he knew them. He knew the sins that they struggled with, and... I mean, do we honestly think Jesus, you know, got into these conflicts with the Pharisees because he hated them and wanted to, like, embarrass them in front of people? Right. He wanted them to be better, mm-hmm. and it he could see that it would take strong words to call them out of that. And he knew that they could be better. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have said anything if he didn't believe that they could were and were capable of being better. Like, otherwise he wouldn't say anything, but he knew their value and their worth and he loved them Mm -hmm. and like like jesus is perfect in love and he talked to people in that straightforward (laughs) way um and sometimes we're we'll be called to do that in our friendships but i think that a key thing for me is that relationship that he had with them the knowledge of them was what gave him the place to do that yeah like he knew them intimately because he's god Mm -hmm. Uh, but i hate when like like if someone were to just walk into me at work and shadow me for a day and spent the whole day going, you're not loving the kids well because you're doing this, this and this. I would not honestly not really care what that person was saying because they don't know me. They don't mm-hmm. see me at work regularly. They don't know what my job entails. They don't know how I'm supposed to do it, what conversations I've had with what people to try to do it better. And they don't have the relationship with me to where I know that they love me. Mm -hmm. And so I could receive what they're saying out of a place of love. So I think there's definitely like one end of the spectrum is that the the two ends are people will know someone really well and just not want to ruffle any feathers and they'll avoid saying anything um, out of tough love. And then the other end, people don't know anyone and will just say what they think. But I think the happy medium... And the holy place on this spectrum is right in the middle where it's, you know someone, um, you grow to love them, you you begin with love. Mm-hmm. You begin with that relation, you begin with love and relationship. That's what Jesus always begins with. He doesn't, like, just shove rules in our face, but he wants to have a relationship with us and then lead us into what he calls us to. But also, 
that straightforwardness that comes from that place. Like both are necessary, but it begins with love and relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm not going to want to, or feel a need to listen to someone who doesn't know me Yeah. about like if they're like calling me out on my behavior. Yeah. I trust when you call me out because I know you know me and I know you love me. And so I'll trust what you're saying because I know that you see my life well and that you care about me as well. So that will make me want to listen to you even more. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what I was just going to say. Like <laughs> reversed. Like <laughs> that you could call me out on something because I trust you because you know who I am. And mm-hmm. and I think that's like there's such a temptation and it's all over the world of just like judgment of yeah. calling each other and and that scene is like brave and seen as like being bold and being a witness but like can like you like the example you just gave could could we ever receive criticism from someone who all they do is criticize like right they, <laughs> that if they don't know you if they don't um have a, if if i can't trust them like why would i take that because then it's just an attack mm-hmm. um Jesus knew people and loved them, and so he could say strong things to them. The example that I thought of was Jesus predicts his passion and death, and Peter kind of takes him to the side and rebukes him, and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> You're thinking not as God does, but as man does. Um, Holy cow. Like, <laughs> that's Jesus saying Can you saying imagine? That. Yeah. I don't want Jesus to say that to me, <laughs> but, like, he knew Peter— so not only knew like what you Peter struggled and what the problem was, but he knew Peter could take that mm-hmm. at least in in the long run. And I don't know we we don't hear all the little conversations that happen with Jesus and the apostles, like walking down the road or whatever. But right? Yeah, every they, moment. Yeah, that they but Jesus knew them and they knew Jesus, and so Jesus could say, "Get behind me, Satan," and it could be a rebuke, but it's done completely out of love. Yeah. Or like Jesus flipping the tables in the temple. Yeah. Like, oh, it, we we could use that as an example. Like, we need to get angry and cause cause problems for people we disagree with. But he was doing it out of because he could love completely and knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> amen. amen. We just we just don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said amen to yourself. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Takes a sip of his Mountain Dew right after. <laughs> that was a good rant. I like that. Hey, thanks. And what it reminded me of is First Corinthians thirteen. I'm just gonna read this verse because I think like this is the heart of it all. And what I keep thinking about is like it's all so necessary, but it means nothing without love. Mm-hmm. Like in that knowledge and that relationship. Yeah. If I speak in human and angelic tongues but do not have love, I'm a resounding gong or a clashing cymbal. And if I have the gift of prophecy and comprehend all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own and if I hand my body over so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Like, if I do all these amazing things, if I'm a prophet, Mm -hmm. if I speak the most eloquently but I don't love someone, it means nothing. Yeah. And so always begin with love. Like, it, it... it has to start there. So tough love is still love. Mm-hmm. Like, right. That it's not just being tough or using it as an excuse to be tough on someone. Yeah, there's a purpose. It's not to like 
be prideful or boastful over someone and like correct them and be like, haha, I knew better. Mm-hmm. Or to belittle um, them because yeah. they're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's to it's to love them. So there's no like winning. Yeah, there is. The, we all want to win like yeah. together. It's not a comp. It, it shouldn't be a competition. Yeah. Um, and it definitely sometimes when I'm called out, like I notice that I might wait after I like realize the person is right for them to be like, haha. But when they're not, I'm just kind of like, what do I do now? Because <laughs> the world has kind of taught me to like, yeah. If I'm if I'm wrong, then I'm like less. Mm-hmm. We're all wrong, all the time. Yeah. No, no one isn't. Mm-hmm. We're all wrong in different ways. Some of us tend to be more right about something and another, but every single freaking person needs to be called out and a lot. And that's how we become saints. I'm not going to grow if someone isn't pointing out to me how I need to grow because sometimes I'm too blinded by my own situation or whatever to see it. I need I need people to help me become a saint. You don't become a saint alone <laughs> is the name of one of the talks for the retreat <laughs> we're, we're, we're running in a couple days. but uh, Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. It's, it's so true. Um, and like we're meant to help each other and sometimes helping each other means saying, hey, here's a way that like, you're falling short. Yeah. And because I love you, I want you to I want you to be as great as you can be. Mm-hmm. But it's not it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It yeah. means you're human like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. <laughs> so maybe we could go this from both angles. Okay. How do we give tough love or correction when it's needed in a good way? I think kindness is really important the two things i think of are kindness be overwhelmingly kind and overwhelmingly straightforward Mm. and if you're if you're just kind you might miss the straightforwardness but if you're just straightforward you might miss the kindness it needs to be both like give me something that i could call you out on. it can be fake but just like an example oh (laughs) (laughs) you're talking to me Um, (laughs) just an example of something people need to be called out on sometimes I I go on my phone when people are talking to me like I ignore them yeah yeah, yeah. okay go ahead I could say something like we're we're literally role playing right now (laughs) it's like my therapy classes in college we had to do this with someone who would be the fake client and stuff and listen it taught me a lot I had fake confessions oh yeah yeah. that's crazy Um, hey, like, <laughs> I'm panicking now. <laughs> I'm not going to say word for word, but just something like, hey, like, I know that you're someone who loves and cares about people a lot, and I see that quality in you. Um, I noticed that the last couple of times when we've been around people, you're just always pulling out your phone, and I know that might make me feel, um, like, if it was just you and I, I could just be like, it it's it's okay, but I'd prefer if you not do that again. It just makes me feel like you're not paying attention. And then finish with, but I love you very much. And mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? That's great. Like, yeah. It's simple, but I'm telling you exactly what it is that I think you should be doing better and that it is a way you can love people better. But I'm also like, you know, those reassurances of like, I see good qualities in you. Like, this isn't like, you don't suck. A bad way would be like, why are you always freaking on your phone? That's yeah. so rude. Yeah, I if I if I heard that, I'd be like, I'm gonna do it even more now when I'm because then you. <laughs> it's coming from a place of like you just being mad at me, mm-hmm. and like you, you you may have a, a valid reason to be mad at me if I'm ignoring you or whatever, but like that is not how you help someone change, mm-hmm. like and show them that you care for them for them. 
Right. And it's also not like by seeing that and holding it inside or just being like, it's okay. Da, da, da. You should do that more. <laughs> you know? like Or like, I don't know. Pre- I don't know. Pretending like it's not a big deal. Right, right. But this, or, yeah. I I struggle with this sort of thing. Yeah. A lot. Oh, well, it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, You've done a good job with of doing it with me, I feel like. Like, we, we were talking before the podcast and thinking of examples. And one example I thought about was something that you've done, but I've already mentioned on the podcast where one time I was, like, really struggling with God. And I was like, he's just blah, 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 blah. And, he, and you were like, well, what if you're wrong? <laughs> and, and, like, what if God knows better? That's what you said. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> but it was so good. So yeah. you're you're better at it than you think you are. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> you're so mean to me all the time. <laughs> I, I really try. <laughs> I think along with what you said is, like, really knowing your relationship with a person yes that yes that it's okay for you to say this to them mm-hmm. like <laughs> this is totally an example i <laughs> wouldn't like correct my bishop in this same way yeah because oh, there's my like gosh, a yeah. there's a our relationship is different mm-hmm. um and but like we are friends mm-hmm. and it's and we could speak to each other that way i'm not saying nobody needs to correct a bishop but like it's uh, not his priests that are under him (laughs) yeah i'm not in the place to to do that in a helpful way yeah um and so yeah i think knowing your relationship with someone is a huge part of this that if uh you don't know them really well and you're just coming from the outside like can they trust you to to offer them correction out of love and can you really know yeah Sometimes, yes. Like, if you just, if you don't know someone at all and you hear them gossiping, like, mm-hmm. you don't need to know anything else. Like, but I, sometimes there might be a situation where, like, you have no idea maybe what the person's going through, that it's not the time that they need to hear it. Yeah. Or how they handle things, what they've been through that might set them off in hearing things in a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, you just have no idea unless you, like, know someone and love them. Yeah. Like, we do bad things often for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, even if it's just a bad habit or something like it could be coming out of a place of of suffering or weakness where you know we're dealing with something and that's the way we deal with it should it change sure but uh just having that as the solution maybe isn't isn't the thing or the time like you said yeah i have a bad example i don't know if you do have a time that you were called out and it was not in a good way but i'm going to share the one that came to mind i had an internship once and I have pretty bad anxiety, and p- what I do when I'm nervous is I bite my nails. And it's like a nervous habit, and it's really bad. Um, Zach often will just be like, stop, when I, when I bite my nails. And I can easily just be like, mm-hmm. stop, because it's Zach, and he knows and loves me. But one time I was at an internship, and, the, and I was biting my nails in a meeting because I was nervous. And I didn't even think of it. That's rude, for sure. But it wasn't like I was just, like, bored. But then the lady afterwards, like, really corrected me, and she was like, you, it, it is, like, so rude to do that. I can't believe you would do that. Like, that just shows that you don't care. And, like, making all these assumptions about what it meant when really I was, like, incredibly anxious. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, I shut down in that moment. I don't think, I, I thought about how, anxious that made me and but I never was like oh I can't like it it didn't give me motivation to not do it again because all I just thought about was how someone basically told me I was rude when it was like you don't know that I actually have a very bad anxiety disorder that I wasn't being treated for at the time Mm -hmm. um and 
that's just just was an example of not that you know she was my boss and she should have called me out on that but the way that she did it was the problem yeah of like assuming that she knew that it was because i didn't care that i was bored and rather just being like this doesn't this is how it can be perceived you know what i mean yeah i don't know do you have an example when i'm overwhelmed my desk gets messier and messier and i've had people comment on that oh yeah like you need to basically clean that up well like well there's a reason it's not it's not orderly (laughs) Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of things going on i'm aware of it yeah i don't have time to do that right now yeah Yeah, so things like that where it's when someone can't see the whole picture and we're going to make mistakes like we're going to make assumptions about people Mm -hmm. um but it's good to be careful yeah and to strive not to do that but we all we all do it yeah what about the other side of how to receive this sort of tough love in a good way? I think with humility and just thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, if it, if it's someone says it in a good way and like it's the right person, thank you for pointing that out. Please keep calling me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see me, I always will say, if you see me do that again, Please say something and you can be made more just straightforward next time since we already had a loving conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if like in friendships, someone might say, I don't like when you I've had friends say like, please don't say this to me because it might normally be OK. But that reminds me of this bad memory sort of thing. And it can be easy to forget those things. Yeah. So I'm always like, if I say it again, please just tell me straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like. Pray for more humility after. The <laughs> yeah. litany of humility is insane. <laughs> and it's so good. Yeah. Um, ask ask for the gift of humility because we all need our pride beat down. And it is good even though it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So just encourage them to keep doing it. Our first, mean, what do you think? Yeah, sorry, our, our, our first reaction to correction can often be anger. Um because we feel called out, we feel judged or seen in a, in a bad way. Um, that's okay if, like, that's the first thing you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you react badly, you can still learn from what they said. Yeah. Um, so if somebody says something truthfully that, um, you know, is a bad habit or a, a sin even, where that you need, where that correction is true, even if you react badly to it in the moment, like, you can still learn from it. You can still humble yourself and be like, thank you for saying that. I didn't see that then, but uh, but but praying about it and thinking about it, I saw that it was true. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if someone says something, something or corrects you or criticizes you for something that isn't true, um, you can still grow from that. Yes. I'm not saying you should let yourself be walked over. Like if mm-hmm. they're wrong and you can make that truth clear in a loving way, that's great. But I think, okay, favorite saint, St. Therese, mm-hmm. was corrected for things she didn't do and just kind of accepted it. Yeah. And I think there's something to that. Like, I don't know, it goes both ways. You shouldn't let yourself be abused mm-hmm. um, or people to spread things that are untrue about you, but it's going to happen. Yep. And you get to decide what you do with that. Um, and so I think, yeah, and I've had that experience of being corrected for something that wasn't my mistake. and. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody else was responsible for, and like you can fight about it, or you like, okay, like maybe they think this of me. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Doesn't matter what um, they think of me at the end of the day. Yeah, I still get to learn humility, and it's always that's always a good thing, yeah. even if it's not that specific moment that I need to be humbled mm-hmm. for. Yep. Amen. Amen. Um, Period. 
<laughs> so, Father Michael, how has God loved you <laughs> this week? So, as we said, tomorrow, as we record this, we're going on our school's fifth Kairos retreat. It has been sort of nonstop with Kairos for a while now. We've been doing it since the beginning of the semester. Yesterday was like all day because we didn't have school. I'm still really tired. Um, uh, but it's so like it's great to see the leaders, the students who are leaders working really hard on this thing that they care about. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's always encouraging to me to see these high school students really step up and own this thing that they don't have to do. They volunteered to do this. And then after they volunteered to do this, they have committed themselves to it. Mm -hmm. And for all the like crap that gets said about teenagers these days, like we get to see the the reality of what they're capable of. And um, I love those kids. I I think they, yeah, they just represent so much good, and it it inspires me to yeah. see that. Yeah, for me it was. Yesterday, they just our leaders took time to like affirm one another, mm -hmm. and hearing what they said about each other was yeah. just the coolest thing ever. Um, like the goodness that they see in each other, and how they weren't just like, You're really good at this, but they were like very intentional, mm -hmm. deep things that I know each of them had to have been deeply touched by, and just seeing the love that they had to share with one another when high schoolers can be the meanest of mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, was just beautiful and refreshing and it makes all the headaches and the hard work and the behind the scenes and the unthanked work that comes with this particular retreat as the adults it's yeah. like all worth it just to see them like love each other you know it going back to our topic today like you could see that they knew each other mm -hmm. and yep. so not only <laughs> they weren't correcting each other but right. pointing out this is the way that that you are great mm -hmm so much more than we can see from the outside too because they when they're close friends mm -hmm. yeah i love it yeah special so if you hear this on monday morning we'll be in the middle of our retreat so please 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 say a prayer for for our kids for the retreat to go smoothly because mm -hmm. a lot has gone wrong this week <laughs> <laughs> because of course it does the week before a retreat so yeah but god is good and we're excited yeah it's gonna be good and we'll see you see you after next yes you have to kind of so <laughs> bye everybody bye